1: Welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant, Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Megan Husslein.
0: Hey, Meredith. Super happy to be back this week after a little break.
1: I know. Well, I was in Montana, but Megan, I feel like you had the exciting sport, sporting experience of the week.
0: Yeah, I just got back from New York today. I just went to the Yankees Angels game on Monday. So that was super awesome. But either way, cool vacations for both of us. Yeah, um,
1: I, <laughs> I certainly missed talking with you last week, especially because I feel like that was our last opportunity to talk about the Olympics.
0: Yeah, I think the Olympics were like our bonding experience. I totally love the Olympics, but I mean, we did a pretty good job in the end. Being pretty much the winners of the Olympics.
1: Pretty much the winners.
0: I would say we are the winners. (laughs)
1: Team USA was the winners. In fact, uh, it was Team USA's women who really came through the clutch. Um, The last two golds that Team USA took were in women's basketball and volleyball. Uh, it was volleyball's first gold and basketball's seventh straight gold medal. Um, and those two ultimately gave the U.S. the edge in the gold medal count over China.
0: Yeah, and I think like we all knew that women's basketball was going to win. I mean, they were super dominant. They're awesome to watch. But just watching the volleyball team and the emotion they all had and how proud the coach was of his girls, that was just so awesome to see.
1: It was so exciting. Um, And then in terms of news coming out of the Olympics, obviously, if a silver medal can be a disappointing finish, it was a disappointing finish for the U.S. women's national team. Uh, But news from that team is that Carly Lloyd uh, is announcing her retirement.
0: Yeah, I just saw that. That's just she's had such a great career. She's definitely one of the greatest women's soccer players of all time and I'm glad that she did get an Olympic medal to finish out what is a legendary career
1: yeah we can we can go all the way and call her one of the greatest athletes of all time
0: she's out oh, there yeah, right for sure yeah
1: um yeah. Uh, so certainly wishing her the best. We have not seen the last of her. She still has a couple of matches with the U S women's national team and her home club, uh, to close out the year before her official retirement. Um, but if you are missing out on your Olympic sports, there is good news. Tennis is in action in our very great state of Ohio this week with the Western and Southern open in Cincinnati. Uh, Megan, I don't know if you are a frequenter of the Western and Southern open. Um, I've had my fair share of time down there when I lived
0: in Cincinnati. I've actually never been. I love watching it every year. I've driven past it on the way to Kings Island, but I've never been. I really want to go.
1: It's a pretty good time. And what's really fun about it is, uh, especially on the men's side, the biggest players do come because it is the last qualifier before the U.S. Open. Um, So lots of opportunity to get points for the U.S. Open on the men's side. But one player who will be notably absent from both the Western and Southern open and from most of tennis for the foreseeable future is Roger Federer who announced that he would be missing uh, several months after a third knee surgery.
0: Yeah, I think this might be the beginning of the end for Federer's legendary career as well. I mean, he lost in the quarterfinals at Wimbledon. I don't know if the knee had anything to do with it. It probably did, but He's just getting more and more injured all the time, so I think this might be the beginning of the end for him, sadly.
1: It's so sad to think. I I've always loved watching him. He's such a great player. Um it's we I hope he at least has one more chance to come out on top.
0: For sure. Like kind of how Tiger came back and won the Masters one last time, hopefully Federer can come back and win one more major or at least make it to the finals hopefully something
1: yeah it would be such a dream um but of course you know with Federer moving on and as you said uh potentially forever uh it does open the way for other young players to uh you know come up and fill that void that Federer is leaving
0: oh for sure I mean it's always been Djokovic, Nadal, Federer but we do have a lot of young and up-and-coming players. You know, we got Medvedev, Syspitalis, um, just curios, so many young players. So I'm excited to see uh, the rest of their careers, too.
1: There's certainly lots of opportunity to be on the lookout for here in the future. Um, Megan, I did want to ask you, I feel like all of your dreams came true recently with the Field of Dream games. Did you have a chance to watch it?
0: Oh, my gosh. It was just perfect my dad and I watched the whole thing it was literally probably my favorite game I've ever watched besides the bottom of the ninth which we're not going to talk about but just I'm a huge Yankee fan if you guys don't know but just the comeback we had was literally just so amazing and I'm a huge field of dreams fan that's one of my favorite movies so that was just an amazing game to watch and I'm just really happy that the Yankees got to be a part of it
1: yeah um everyone in Chicago was certainly going wild. All of those sox fans uh cheering in the ninth inning. I'm sorry to say for you um but was was pretty cool to see. this was the most watched regular season MLB game since two thousand five.
0: yeah, so that's just great for the game of baseball. I mean, everyone talks about how baseball is boring and it doesn't get enough viewers every year, but I think implementing this game every year will definitely help numbers go up, and hopefully more people will become interested in the game once again.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, Coincidentally, I just drove by Dyersville, Iowa a couple weeks ago on the way back from my husband's grandmother's 90th birthday celebration. Um, So did not see the stadium. It was a couple miles off the highway, but I was like, why do I know the name Dyersville? And it was just (laughs) like, Field of Dreams, Meredith. Um, but anyway, uh, they did announce that it would be Cubs Reds next year in the Field of Dreams game. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll even check it out. But if nothing else, the Instagram photos were incredible.
0: For sure. I mean, if you get to go, I'll be your plus one, even if the Yankees aren't in it. I'll be down um, to go.
1: Great. Um, Well, it will be my very own Chicago Cubs. I say like I'm actually a Cubs fan. Anyway, (laughs) um, with the Olympics and Field of Dreams and all of these things over, uh, we are now officially in the middle of August and we have real life, no kidding, college football kicking off here in just a couple weeks. (sighs) I'm trying to contain myself. I
0: can't can't wait for it. I I feel like it's been literally two years like I know we had a season last year but I just want a regular college football season all the games being played fans and stands I just I won't believe it until I see it until the kickoff happens for the very first game
1: I'm with you and I feel like out of shape that's the only way I can describe (laughs) it like I don't know if I'm like emotionally in shape to get through a football season, but I will say uh, we did get to watch the Browns-Jags preseason game on Saturday night, um, and that certainly got me in the
0: spirit. Oh, for sure. NFL preseason kicking off is so fun, especially the first week, um, just to see all the rookies out there. And my personal favorite was watching Justin Fields go off for the Bears and their win against the Dolphins.
1: Oh, definitely. He was, I mean, again, I'm in Chicago, so everyone was excited, but I do think he was the biggest story of the entire NFL preseason. Um, He recorded both a rushing and a passing touchdown uh, in the Bears win over the Dolphins. Um, And honestly, he might be looking ahead to the regular season in the best position of any rookie quarterback in the NFL. Um, I actually didn't realize until I was looking at uh, the Bears roster on Saturday that both Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are in the quarterback room with him and he can actually sit as long as he needs to for the Bears uh, before really getting thrown into the fire.
0: Right. Like these are not just two like washed up quarterbacks. These are two solid veteran QBs. I mean, I feel like everyone forgets that Nick Foles is on the team, too. So you're right. Justin can learn from them and sit as long as he needs to but it sounds like he might be getting out there and starting maybe not week one or two, but I think he'll be starting maybe halfway through this season. I mean, Bears fans are just freaking out everywhere. He's like, he's like the savior of Chicago right now. So he he is the second coming here now. (laughs) There are so,
1: so many jerseys. Um, But yeah, certainly an advantage for him to be able to kind of sit and watch and learn. You think of what Patrick Mahomes was able to do behind Alex Smith, Um, when he was first drafted on the chiefs, but on the flip side, uh, we saw what happens when you don't have a veteran quarterback, uh, in your stable with Trevor Lawrence this weekend, making his NFL debut, um, against my Brownies. Uh, he didn't throw any picks, but he was sacked twice. So there's that.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You're the number one overall pick, but that means your team is the worst team in the NFL. So his offensive line is new. They aren't great. So that's definitely not going to be great for him. Uh, as a rookie this year, he'll probably get the starting job, I'm guessing. But yeah, he's not not in the spot that Justin Fields is in right now, which i he's probably kind of jealous of.
1: Oh, certainly. And, you know, I think we all still love Joe Burrow in Columbus. And we all saw what happened with him last year for the Bengals. Um, certainly hoping for a better result um, and obviously an injury-free season. But uh it's from a playing perspective and a winning games perspective uh it certainly would seem that Trevor Lawrence is at a disadvantage
0: yeah for sure I mean Joe Burrow did manage to make it work until he got injured so let's see if Trevor can do the same thing this season
1: definitely um were you able to catch any of the other Ohio State players uh in the
0: preseason Um, I've just been kind of hearing the news here and there. I really didn't get the chance to watch preseason because I was in New York, but how about you tell me about your favorites that you saw?
1: Well, I was just really uh, interested to see, and Brett and I talked about this in our column on Monday, but there were 75 former Buckeyes on 27 NFL rosters in week one of the preseason.
0: Wow. That's very impressive considering they even made the roster this far. That's awesome. That just shows how much of a powerhouse Ohio State is.
1: It's so true. And obviously what a great recruiting message. It's this incredible machine that has been built at Ohio State um, that just keeps churning out NFL talent and bringing in the best high school talent to then be churned out again. Um, But super exciting. Lots of teams with lots of like actually like this these aren't backups like washington uh has chase young terry mclaurin and curtis samuel on the team um new orleans has basically it's secondary plus michael thomas um (laughs) plus nick Vinette. and it's it's just really interesting to see these players from almost different generations of ohio state football teams coming together and Playing for really good teams or teams that will be really good. Yes, I said that Washington was terrible last year. I know. Chase Young single handed. Chase Young single handedly won Washington's games that they did win. So oh, there's that. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um anyway, we have the second week of preseason starting Thursday night. Um, but college football is just around the corner as in two weeks from Thursday. Uh, We do have more on the Buckeyes coming up after the break, so stay with us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings
0: are waiting
1: Welcome back. As we mentioned before the break, we are so, so close to the start of a nearly normal college football season. And Megan, as we talked about before, I've almost forgotten what it was like.
0: Yeah, you know, I've never even experienced a college football game as a student at Ohio State. You know, I'll be a sophomore, and obviously I didn't get to go to any of the games last year. I've been to games before, but I just feel like they're a whole nother story once you become a student. So I cannot wait to be in the stands for my first game as a student.
1: Are they gonna like reorient
0: you? I think so. They're kind of having like an or, a freshman orientation the first week of classes, but also for sophomores. So it'll kind of be like a freshman year all over again. So I'm not mad about it. Kind of get a, a second chance, a redo.
1: That's, I'm I'm happy for you, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> and have you, do you already have your tickets?
0: Oh yeah. I. Those the day that they were available to come out. So, me and my friends are all sitting together, we have it all planned out. So, now we're just waiting for September 11th for the home opener. So, we are so ready!
1: Amazing. Um, speaking of that, ho- well, we have the home opener on September 11th, and then we have a Thursday night game against Minnesota at Minnesota. Um, To open up the whole season, Uh, we wanted to take a minute today to run through the schedule uh, to kick things off. We're just going to do it rapid fire. So, Megan, just say the first thing that comes to your mind for each matchup. uh, And then we can get into some of the broader trends. Are you ready?
0: All right. I'm ready.
1: All right. Minnesota. Uh,
0: Open the season undefeated.
1: Ooh. Oregon.
0: Hmm. Uh, Tough game at home, but we'll still win. Tulsa, blowout win.
1: I was gonna say tornadoes.
0: Akron. <laughs> uh, we're gonna destroy them by like triple digits. Rutgers. Uh, maybe not as bad of a blowout since it's away, but still a win. Maryland. That'll be a pretty good game, but it's at home, so I'll give us a two touchdown win.
1: Nice, Indiana.
0: Oh, I'm excited for this one. Michael Penix Jr. is returning from his injuries, so this will be a close game. I'm excited.
1: Penn State.
0: Oh, Halloween weekend. I'm so excited Spooky. for this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nebraska.
0: Oh, those Cornhuskers. We're going to destroy them.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Purdue. Oh, this will be interesting. We're going to bounce back from our loss last time we faced them. Oh God! Finally, uh, Michigan State. Oh, I'm gonna go with the win since we're home. I'll give us the advantage. Michigan. Oh, a long-awaited after a year off. This is gonna be legendary. I cannot wait for it. Legendary.
1: Amazing. So I'm assuming Michigan's gonna be a win because we can't not. So it sounds like maybe 12 and 0, 11 and 1. Indiana might be the surprise.
0: Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I'm going to go. I'll go 12-0 because why not? But I think, yeah, homers. Indiana <laughs> might be the – oh, right. But Indiana, if we were to lose, I think Indiana might be the one to upset us.
1: Oh, for sure. They're looking for revenge after last year. And all the Indiana fans I know are pretty peeved at Ohio State for <laughs> making – the Big Ten championship game. And it's like, did you really think that you were going to have a shot in the college football playoff against Alabama? I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> certainly, hey, the we we'll have an expanded playoff here in a couple of years. And then maybe them Hoosiers can have a shot. Um, but looking at the schedule a little more broadly, we do have this stretch. So after Oregon and week two, the home opener, September 11th, we've got Tulsa, Akron, Rutgers and Maryland, which is sort of this, like, I don't know, something of a dud.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like those are kind of four automatic, dare I say, wins in a row. I mean, Definitely Tulsa, Akron, Rutgers. Maybe, yeah. Nah. No, they, these are all automatic wins. What am I saying? I'm not giving any of them chances.
1: <laughs> well, it's tough because then you have Indiana, Penn State, whatever, Nebraska. Um, <laughs> and then Michigan State. Well, I don't know about Michigan State. But it, we, it certainly seems to be a more challenging and somewhat ambiguous back half to the schedule. Um Which certainly, as we think about how the College Football Playoff Committee makes its decisions and the recency biases that we see, um, would certainly seem to benefit Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially with us having so many new faces this year, I think getting some of those easy teams at the beginning will help us build some confidence. And then as we head into the back end of the season against the tougher teams, maybe we'll have a better chance of winning. And then, like you said, if we win more towards the end of the season, then the college football playoff committee will be more likely to choose us for the playoff. Yeah,
1: Um, certainly a lot to be seen. Uh, And, you know, we're we're picking these games now. Who knows, Maryland could sprint out to an undefeated start by the time they face us. Um, But on the flip side, we saw with Penn State last year, really just having a confusing, uh miserable start to the season uh you know ultimately getting locked out of a bowl um do we think that Penn State is going to be back this year
0: I think so for sure I don't think Coach Franklin will lead them to two bad years in a row I mean especially coming to Ohio State he won't let them be destroyed you know like I think they'll definitely bounce back
1: it was definitely a surprise last year uh you know we all questioned losing week one to indiana um on that two-point conversion and we were all like how'd they lose to indiana well as it turns out indiana was a good football team Uh um and then subsequently getting destroyed by ohio state in very uncharacteristic fashion um so probably back to as you said halloween and terrifying nights of playing Penn (laughs) State uh, and fearing as we edge short a one-point victory, which is what we've seen. Anyway, uh, and then, you know, wrapping up the season, as you said, our first time playing Michigan in two years. It's just wild.
0: It was crazy not playing them last year, but now there's just another year built up of pent-up anger against them and wanting to destroy them even more. So I already know both of these teams are going to come out ready, but you already know we're going to win. And oh. what do you think that means for the future of Jim Harbaugh?
1: Um, out entirely.
0: I want to keep I, him as long as possible, though. Like, please. I just- mean keep extending his contract. I beg.
1: Megan, I'm not saying what I want. I'm saying what I think is going (laughs) to happen. Um, I mean, we were saying it at the end of 2019, right? Like 2020 is going to be the year that determines if Harbaugh is the future of Michigan football. Um, and 2020 was something of a wash. He didn't get to play Ohio state. Um, so we don't know what his record, you know, would have been, um, and so it sort of all gets transferred over to this year. So, yeah, I would say that barring like if if Ohio State wins in 2021, I feel like Harbaugh's got to be out.
0: Yeah, unfortunately for us, but we'll see. I guess we will see at the end of the season.
1: Definitely. Who's your pick from the Big Ten West?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. You go first.
1: Um. Again, I'm I'm saying this as a biased fan. Um, I'm going to go with Northwestern. Uh, I think Pat Fitzgerald is an amazing coach. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for the Wildcats, so it might be a bit of an underdog pick, but we're going to go with them.
0: Okay, I like that, but I don't think they'll repeat this year. You know, maybe. Do I say Minnesota? You could say Minnesota. I feel like Minnesota might shock us this
1: year. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Wisconsin has a lot going for it. uh, So we will see (laughs) if either of our up-and-comer picks (laughs) happen to make the game. Um, Anyway,
0: uh, who's your college football playoff selection? Okay, I'm going to be basic. It's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. The fourth one that could be tricky, though, I think it might come down to either Georgia or Oklahoma, but I'll probably say Oklahoma. I think just Spencer Rattler having a year under his belt there and having a pretty good season, too. I think he'll lead them to the playoff. How about you?
1: Yeah. Also, Alabama. Also, Clemson. Uh, I'm a solid on Oklahoma. I actually think they could go in as the number two seed. Um, okay. yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, and obviously Ohio State, if that okay, was, was ever in down. You're
0: forgetting a big one there. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, this is why I'm so excited for expansion, just because I feel like we've said the same mix of basically these names plus Notre Dame for the last however many years, right? Occasionally Georgia, occasionally a Pac-12 team. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where an expanded playoff will take us.
0: Oh, for sure. And this year will just be interesting. It's going to be a bunch of redshirt freshmen leading the way. I mean, new quarterbacks for Oklahoma or not Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. So it'll be interesting for sure. Well, we think it's a
1: new quarterback for Clemson, but he's actually seen playing time and in some ways seemed better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see. He might've been a flash in the pan. You know, maybe Clemson will suck this year. Who knows? Probably not. Hey, there's, Probably there's not. a nice type dream. <laughs> um,
1: well, we certainly have a lot to look forward to and it's not very far away at all. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that's what we've got for today. Before we wrap up the show, though, Megan, shall we do our shout-outs?
0: Oh, for sure. You know I'm going to shout out my Yankees. I mean, between the Field of Dreams game and then just seeing them in person win against the Angels, it was just uh, just a phenomenal week for them. And they're up and going to catch the A's in the wild card race. So I'm just excited for my team. So super great week for them. How about you?
1: Nice. Um, I'm going to shout out Carly Lloyd cause she's had an amazing career. We can't even get into all of her accomplishments. Um, and you know, like we said, kind of at the top of the show, maybe a silver medal is disappointing to some people, but like, it's still a pretty amazing accomplishment. Um, so thrilled for her and her career, um, and all of her contributions to the U S women's national team on and off the field.
0: Yeah, she will definitely be missed, but she'll for sure be in the record books. And no one will forget all of her accomplishments.
1: All right, that's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Megan at Megan Husslein, me at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks.